What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will discuss them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on Primetime. As, and tonight, tonight we will talk about what happened over the weekend because Dalton Schultz has got to be one of the biggest winners of the last couple of days because David Njoku's new deal was announced with the Cleveland Browns. And it is a pretty good deal for him, and it will surely impact the tight end market in which Dalton Schultz is participating. And we'll discuss what the numbers could look like, and more importantly, are the Cowboys really going to do it or not? We will discuss all of that later on the show. A particular Dallas Cowboy was singled out as, the, as one of the top five favorites to make the upcoming new Madden cover. I don't know about that. I actually would put another candidate in front of the one outlined by NFL.com, but we will discuss that later on the show. And we will close out this Sunday night episode with the best thing in sports. We will share what, in our opinions, are, was the best thing in sports. What is up, Abraham, over at Facebook? Joshua saying, so glad that we drafted Ferguson. Definitely a need that the Cowboys had this NFL draft. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because David Njoku got signed to a four-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. So he's staying put with the Browns. His deal comes at six at $56.75 million, which in annual average per year would sit at $14.18 million. 28 million of those are guaranteed. It's signing. This makes David Njoku, in average per year, the fifth highest paid tight end in the league. These are the guys he would be behind. Dallas Goddard with Eagles, who's making $14.25 million in average per year. Travis Kelsey, who is earning $14.3 million per year. And George Kittle who is the highest paid at the position at 15 per year. I don't know about you guys, but this was a little bit of a surprising contract for me. And let me know in the chat. This is the first question of the show. Was David Njoku underpaid, overpaid, or fairly paid? In your opinion, was he underpaid, overpaid, or fairly paid? What were your expectations for a David Njoku who hasn't really seemed to have translated the upside that has been discussed for him into production yet? But the big question, of course, is, is that on him or is that on the quarterbacks with whom he has played or is that on the Cleveland Browns just not getting it together? Because you look at David Njoku and you look at a more or less prototypical tight end. But I think that the numbers can be confusing because we have not seen that potential and all of that upside 
really transform itself into actual production in the NFL. But the Cleveland Browns apparently still believe a lot in what they can do with David Njoku, especially now that they have Deshaun Watson on board and Kevin Stefanski, of course, has always used tight ends. And they got their guy. They paid him. So let's see some of your comments here. Craig goes with fairly paid. Toxic Tom will go with overpaid over at YouTube. Fairly paid for Greg. Joe says overpaid. Griff says overpaid. MJ Fairly. Ferris says Bruce. So you can see a lot of, you know, a little bit of different opinions on the chat tonight. I will say that he was fairly paid, even though I was surprised at the numbers and I wasn't sure that the Browns were going to reach a long-term deal with David Njoku. 14.8 million, 14.18 million per year, excuse me, 28 in guarantees. And that is the big number. That is the big number because we talked about the highest paid tight ends just a, a few moments ago. And you had Dallas Goddard at 14.87, Travis Kelsey at 20.75, and George Kittle at $30 million. So David Njoku's guaranteed money, and I'm talking about fully guaranteed here, was, and of course, that's not the, the 28 million is for the total guarantees, right? But if you compare them to fully guaranteed money from the other tight ends, it's close, it's up there. And that is important because that's where David Njoku and his contract look friendly for the Cleveland Browns. Because in total guaranteed money, Goddard, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle appear to be higher. Not Kelsey, actually. Kelsey only has 27 in total guarantees. I'm surprised that Kelsey got, uh, I think he got bit in the negotiations with the guaranteed money specifically. And Baker Mayfield is no longer the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. So maybe this is the Cleveland Browns believing that Watson can finally fulfill David Njoku's contract and his expectations. But this impacts, whether you like it or not, this should impact Dalton Schultz and it should impact him a lot. Because, listen, anytime that someone in the market gets paid, the rate will go higher. That's how markets work in every industry, more so in sports, or at least it's more apparent in sports. Do you expect right now Dalton Schultz's contract, if it happens, because right now we're not sure if it happens or if Dalton Schultz will play 2022 under the franchise tag, which guarantees him right now around $11 million dollars, so do you expect Scholl's deal to come in over or under David Njoku's $14.18 million per year contract? What are your expectations? Let me know in the chat while you give me your answers. And before I give you mine, let me talk to you about the ride of the week because it's the new 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz, which you can check out over at FreemanHyundai.com. It starts at $33,560. Uh, it's got a truck bed, folding, second row sitting, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto as every Freeman Hyundai vehicle. Towing features, capable with trailer sway control. The 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz is not only useful, but actually 
has a pretty badass look, as you can see right now. Miles per gallon capacity of 21 in the city goes up to 26 in the highway. Make sure that you check out the interior pictures, the outside pictures over at freemanhondai.com, a family-owned business for over 60 years, A-plus customer service, plus a wide, wide range of Hyundai vehicles. Once more, that is freemanhondai.com. Let's see some of your answers here on Dalton Schultz. The question was, do you expect Dalton Schultz contract to come in over or under on Joku's if it happens? If the Cowboys and their tight end strike a long-term commitment. Bruce goes with the under. Toxic Tom says over easily. Why would he take less? Samuel Rose says with the Cowboys under. Sin City goes with the cow uh, with under. Uh, MJ goes with the under as well. Over at Facebook, Mike says, I guess it'll be under. Joe with the under. Kenneth William. And this is a question that we will also discuss because Kenneth brings up the possibility of Schultz not actually getting signed with the Cowboys. Right now, I would say I would say that I'm leaning towards the under. But here's the thing. And Toxic Tom said this. Why would he take less? And that's a pretty fair argument when you look at the numbers. David Njoku in 2021 had 36 catches, 475 yards. That averages out to 13.2 yards per reception and only four touchdowns. Whereas you look at Dalton Schultz's stats and you see 78 receptions versus 36, I, I believe, versus 36, yeah. 808 yards, 808 yards. The average per reception is not that high, though, 10.4. And yet he doubles David Njoku's in touchdowns. Eight touchdowns to Njoku's four. Now, stats and a, a stat sheet will not prove who is the better player. However, this is how markets work in the NFL. Market value truly is that important. If David Njoku more or less set the, the benchmark, then you need to assume just by default that if the Cowboys want to keep Dalton Schultz, that is like your benchmark number. And production is something that you can bet on playing a major role in the negotiations. Whether you can talk upside, what the size of Dalton Schultz is, what the speed is and compared to, to, to David Njoku, that of course matters. But production likely matters the most because Dalton Schultz can point towards something tangible and say, I've done this for you. Whether you are not sure about how you used me or, or anything like that, you know that I have worked on your offense. So I'm guessing that under is a fair guess based on our estimations of each player. But on the other hand, the market has been set, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if a deal is reached between the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz if the number ends up being a little bit higher. However... I know that not all of us are sure about Dalton Schultz getting re-signed for the long term, but I'm kind of leaning towards the Cowboys actually getting the deal done. And here's why. 
we might not entirely like Dalton Schultz on such a deal because we might have concerns as to is he truly one of these tight ends that will dictate coverage, that will cause matchup problems for an opposing defense like George Kittle does with the Niners or like Travis Kelsey does with the Kansas City Chiefs. The answer to that, in my opinion, is no. I think that Dalton Schultz is more of your traditional tight end, more of your, I don't want to say blocking as in, you know, he excels in blocking because that's not truly the case with Dalton Schultz, even though criticism as to that aspect of his game might be a little bit overblown. But that's what the Cowboys are going to ask him to do in a lot of scenarios. And most of the time when Dalton Schultz goes out on a route, he's not going to be running overs or vertical routes down the seam, although he does that as well. But he is more of a short, intermediate kind of tight end that the Cowboys will look uh, for because of his safe hands more than because of his vertical skills in the passing game. And although we feel like Dalton Schultz is not comparable to some of those guys that are among the highest paid in the league, isn't that what the Cowboys want out of a tight end? Haven't we kind of learned that by now? Maybe he's not anywhere near to Travis Kelsey or anywhere near to to not use such an extreme example, a Mark Andrews with the Ravens or a Dallas Goddard with the Eagles as a receiver. But the Cowboys like what they have in Dalton Schultz because that's what they seek in a lot of these tight ends. Just look at what Mike McCarthy has recently said about Jake Ferguson. He's been so happy about Jake Ferguson because he was asked to block primarily in Wisconsin. A lot of people have compared the Dalton Schultz pick in 2018 to the Jake Ferguson pick in 2022. And I believe that's for a good reason. That's what the Cowboys want on a tight end. So I kind of understand why Cowboys Nation will be hesitant if the Cowboys end up signing Dalton Schultz on one of these deals that would be among the the leaders in the NFL, but I can definitely see them doing so. Now, Craig says Ferguson is not that good. Trust me, but let's, let's leave the player evaluation for another day because I'm not, that's not the point that I'm trying to make tonight. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that's what the Cowboys are looking for on a tight end. Are we sure they're looking for that vertical tread, major force in the receiving game sort of tight end? I'm not sure that they are. I'm pretty sure that they're happy with the mold that they have in Dalton Schultz. So the question becomes, in that case, maybe a tight end of Dalton Schultz mold is not worth one of the highest paid contracts in the league at the position. But how hard is it to find another Dalton Schultz? Is it hard enough for you to be okay with maybe overpaying him a little bit just for him to stick around? And I think that when it's all said and done, maybe the Cowboys can get Dalton Schultz signed to a similar deal to to David Njoku in which maybe the biggest strength of it is the guaranteed money and the fact that after two seasons, you might be in a position to get rid of him. You might take a cap hit, but it might not be that big of a commitment for the long term. 
Toxic Tom says, in Kellen, Garrett Moore's offense, not that hard. Riff says, we all like Dalton Schultz is doing, but he is replaceable, can overpay. And that's the thing. I have a lot of doubts about re-signing Dalton Schultz to one of these deals. I really do. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not entirely sure that the Cowboys have as many doubts. Samuel Rose says they want one vertical threat like Darwin won within type tight end, says Samuel Rowe. Let's see. Ninja says I would rather they start looking at Diggs or Lamb's contract, which would be eligible, of course, in 2023 for, you know, a, a contract extension. And I'm pretty sure that they will maybe approach that next offseason hopefully hopefully they don't they don't wait around which they have before and that's something that we are hoping the front office has learned about that waiting usually tends to losing on the negotiating table samuel says cowboys fans have been conditioned to worry about a cap by cap boy joe says mccarthy is building an offense that is similar to what he had in green bay so pollard will be more important than Schultz. Says Joe, interesting take there. I would argue, though, that in those Green Bay offenses, tight ends mattered a lot. And to be specific, and to be more specific, blocking tight ends matter a lot. Because 12 personnel has been a, has been a big thing in Dallas and has been a big thing in McCarthy's offenses. And that might not be in line with the trends around the NFL. I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing. But if it works with receiving tight ends, then you can you can really reach new dimensions with your tight ends. Toxic Tom just frustrated with the front office. Uh, Bruce says, I want them to lock Terrence Steele in if he blows it away again, says Bruce. And while I agree, while I agree, that seemed to me like something they should have done before getting rid of Lala Collins. Because right now, if you're Terrence Steele and you're getting a shot to start for the entire 2022 season, you're probably going to play a little bit of hardball on the negotiating table. Terrence Steele might be looking to bet on himself and put together a 17-game season in which he looks solid and he can get starting tackle money right away. I think that the Cowboys are in a position in which they're not they're not on a spot in which they can take advantage of Terrence Steele not being fully proven for an entire year. Maybe that should have that should have gotten done before the Cowboys got rid of Lyle Collins. Rolando says they don't want to pay that much money for a tight end. Cowboy Penny Pincher, go Cowboys, says Rolando. Uh, thank you to Rolando for being here. Hey. I don't know, because at the end of the day, he is one of their guys. And the Cowboys, you know, I get when we kind of doubt whether or not they will play, they will pay outside free agents. But as long as they're an in-house player or project, I can see them paying top dollar for just about anybody, honestly. But anyways, moving on, that will be interesting to watch. David Njoku. $14.18 million per year is what he's getting on a four-year contract with the Cleveland Browns. Watch out because Mike Gesicki, Dalton Schultz, they could be next.
on this year's market. July 15th is the final day in which the Cowboys can strike a long-term deal with their tight end. We'll see if it happens or not. Let's talk a little bit of Madden. And I actually played Madden for the first time in like, I don't remember, maybe in a year. I haven't played Madden in a long time, but I did so because a, a good old friend is in town and we have this long-standing rivalry between each other. And I stumbled upon an NFL.com article. So maybe a little bit of poetic, you know, coincidence there. I stumbled upon an NFL.com article by Bucky Brooks in which he outlined his five, his top five candidates for the new Madden cover. And he suggested a Dallas Cowboy player. And my question for me to you guys is, if, if it were to be a Cowboy, which Cowboy has a higher chance of ending up in the Madden cover for this year? Because Bucky Brooks noted a candidate that I, I'm not sure that he is the guy with a higher chance of ending up there. Bucky Brooks went with cornerback. Trevon Diggs. And I get it. Trevon Diggs, you know, pretty amazing season that he put together. Of course, the 11 interceptions cannot be ignored. He was one of the best cornerbacks in the league, actually an all pro. But yeah, I agree with the chat right now. Craig said Parsons, Sin City said Parsons, Kenneth Williams also goes with Parsons. I gotta tell you, I think that Michael Parsons is the cowboy with the higher chance to do so. Ryan All says Toxic Tom. Ryan All. Yeah, you would have to wait until next year's Madden though. Uh, toxic Tom. The Trevon Diggs hate is real, says Samuel. And it's not even hate against Trevon Diggs. I just think that if I had to bet on a single cowboy, it would be the guy that actually got five defensive player of the year votes while doing something that was more or less new to many fans in the NFL in such a versatile fashion. So I would, I would have to go with, with Michael Parsons. I would have to go with Michael Parsons as the most likely Cowboy cover for Madden. Now, if I had to bet as well on who would be more interested, wouldn't the playful Parsons also make a lot of sense on that front? Trevon Diggs, I don't know if you would, you know, there are players that do not like the idea of drawing that much attention. And Trevon Diggs, I would be surprised if he, if he would shy away from it. But Micah is the guy that I wouldn't even be surprised if he was actually seeking such an opportunity, you know, just because of how Parsons has, has uh, shown his personality in multiple interviews. And he, he seems like a pretty fun guy. Now, I, I would by Madden just because of a Cowboy cover for sure. I, for a long time, I collected the video game year after year. I bought it. And then after Madden 20, I was so disappointed that I said, this is it. This is it. I'm not, I'm not buying this game anymore. And I haven't since. <laughs> Diggs might be gone after this year to go to Buffalo, says Craig. I don't know about that. Uh, Trevon Diggs doesn't seem like the guy they will let they will let walk in free agency. And I know that they let Byron Jones walk, but I think that's a little bit different as well. Because whereas 
Byron Jones didn't know what position he was going to play in the long run or on the first few years of his career. Trevon Diggs is pretty clearly an outside cornerback for the Cowboys, and they know so. Bruce says, I haven't played Madden since John actually named, narrated it. Madden 2004 says, Toxic Tom was my favorite Madden. Madden 2004 was probably my the, the first Madden that I remember having around in my house, even though I probably did not play it the year it, that it actually came out. I'll become a Dolphins fan if Diggs walks to Samuel. Why the Dolphins, though? I I'm curious. Why the Dolphins? Rolando says, no Cowboys on the Madden cover. The course, go Cowboys, says Rolando. So some people will not want to, to take such a risk. Now, I, I would definitely like to see a Cowboy in the Madden. And by the way, they have done things a little bit differently, if I'm not mistaken, over the past couple of years. Before, they had a voting process where they had like candidates and they would let you in in the process of them picking the cover athlete. But I, if I'm not mistaken, over the past couple of years, they have just announced it once that they have him. Uh, last year it was, was it the GOATS? Was it the GOATS uh, cover with Mahomes and Brady? Hey, probably. And by the way, Bucky Brooks candidates are at number five, Tom Brady, which would seem unlikely given that he already has an individual cover plus the one that he shares with Patrick Mahomes. And then at number four, Trevon Diggs, also a little bit unlikely, in my opinion. Number three, Josh Allen. TJ Watt at number two. And Cooper Cup at number one. I would love to see Cooper Cup on that cover as well. Makes a lot of diff uh, sense with him being the, you know, the guy that won the Rams their, their Super Bowl, right? They're the Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Ninja says, we haven't done... And we haven't been on the cover. What's the difference? Is Ninja. Hey, hey, we can enjoy some Madden conversations here. We can do so. Cooper Cup sounds good to me, says Samuel. Joe says, every player can leave. I will always be a Cowboy fan because I've been a Cowboy fan since Tom Landry's days. Put the Jones on the cover, says Toxic Tom. Let the curse handle them. All right, things got dark here pretty quickly. By the way, do me a favor, and before we get to best thinking sports this weekend, do me a favor and hit the like button. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you guys know this. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. So do me a favor. takes less than one second. Hit the like button. And thank you for being here. And by the way, if you can share the show, that also works as well. Let me ask you before we get out of here, what was the best thing in sports this weekend? What was the very best thing in sports this weekend? Unfortunately, I don't think that Mavericks basketball is a possibility. Would have loved to, to say something about that. What was the best thing in sports this weekend? For me, it's a pretty easy one this time around. Checo Perez, Sergio Perez taking the win in the Monaco Grand Prix with Formula One. This time, he gets no instructions on the radio to let Max Verstappen overtake the position. This time, it's him at first place. And that was a big, big moment for Mexico. That's Checo's third career win. 
And there's another Mexican that has one at Monaco. So that was also a pretty cool callback from Checo in the post-race interview. So that's definitely my best thing in sports. Checo Perez getting the win in Formula 1. Craig goes with the Rangers. Kenneth goes with Jamar. Toxic Tom says the hit Celtics game six was a good game. The Dodgers take over the best team in, the, in Major League Baseball, says Gregory. Craig jokes, that's not a sport. Talking about the NBA, <laughs> that's not a sport. Maybe Craig is just ignoring what happened with the Mavericks and he doesn't want to talk about it. Gervonta Davis' knockout. It's also, to me, one of the best things in sports from this weekend. If you guys are into boxing, that knockout was a little bit insane. Joe says, I only follow Cowboys games right now. I am watching my Astros. That is that. Hey, Joe, Joe is dedicated to U.S. sports. And I respect that because, you know, he's watching from Italy. Sin City Mo, you, you go come to my city next year for the Formula One. Oh, are you, are you in Las Vegas? Oh, that's right. Sin City Cowboy. Oh, is that why you're named Sin City Cowboy? I, I, hey, that's cool. That's cool. I would love to go, not going to lie. Less than 100 days until the football season, says Bruce. Oh, Craig says that raising is not a sport. Well, okay. Okay, Craig. I'm, I'm going to let you believe that. I'm going to let you run with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make that a debate because it isn't. It, it really is a sport. Anyways. Uh, Mo, I hope they put John Madden on this year's game to honor him passing, says Toxic Tom. That is right. That is also a big-time possibility. I had, I, I, that hadn't crossed my mind. Are there OTAs this week? There, there should be, yeah. Checo Perez, great win, says Abraham. Let's go. I know that Abraham is from Mexico. Any update on free agents, says Russell? Not really. Not really. I, I don't have any for you. All right, guys. I will let you get out of here and enjoy your Sunday night. Thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Remember, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. Make sure that you guys go check it out. Like the video, share the stream. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, and I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.